Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for me to think, try to think of something on the fly. Uh, and that's why this podcast exists, is to keep you company and take your mind off stuff so you can fall asleep. Normally, it's by silly stuff if I can think of something other than silly string. But as soon as that pops in my head, you know. So, uh, yeah, this podcast exists because you deserve a good night's sleep. Your sleep is important. It's a little bit different. No, it's a lot different than most uh, other sleep solutions and anything out there. But give it a few tries. See how it goes. Because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that may or may not be able to say the word. Starts may or may not with a B. And maybe the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is uh, turn out the... All you do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed... Turn out the lights and press play. If that's possible, you know, not every room has that flexibility. Though I do have night, like I do have like a night lights. Not the kind of night lights little kids have. Uh, <laughs> judgmental, uh, over masculine brain. No, I have night lights so I can see like on the floor that turn on, so I can find my way. Uh, to the WC once a night, and you know, but uh, what was I saying? Turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, and what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could f- fall asleep, where you could you could get some rest. Try to create a safe place. Where, oh no, no, and well, ideally, but you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether that's thoughts on your mind, think thoughts about the past, present, the future. So thoughts you're thinking of, uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, anything you're feeling physically uh, that's coming up for you, or uh, feelings that are coming up, emotions. About, you know, maybe they're about the thoughts, maybe they're about your physical sensations, maybe they're about the past, the present, the future. Could be changes in time, temperature, routine. You could be anticipating something or having something coming up. You could be traveling or visit, you know, whatever it is that's keeping me awake. I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off stuff so you could fall asleep. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place so you could do that. And the way I do it is I, I try to, first I say, like, uh, you know, like like uh, when someone does the thing with their hands and they say, "Go ahead, check it out on your own," but they actually mean it instead of saying, "I'll be, I'll just be standing over here." Uh, I mean, I will be standing over here talking nonsense, but you can check it out. Like I've I've smoothed, I've padded, and I've rubbed down the safe place. I'm imagining, like, what if there was like a a, a picnic park uh, where. Now, this is just an idea. Again, this is might, might be one of my better ideas. I just came up with it, and it's barely formed. But what? Because I've come up with Tube Town. That was a, a, a like a not a theme park, but something like one of those bouncy house places, but with just inner tubes. Take it on down to Tube Town. 
I know he came up with a couple other ones like Tube Town, but I can't remember what they were. Something with, uh, I don't know, wasn't there one where, like, I don't know, like you crumble up paper or something? I don't think I came up with that one, but something like it where you say, okay, well, that's just crumbling paper. This one would be the picnic, not 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 a park picnic in a park. This is Picnic Park. Uh, it's uh, Picnic Park. Is that where the people lived in that? Um, was that where? Um, I don't know what that show was with. Uh, it was on uh, um, PBS. Uh, oh no, that's that, that's that was uh, there's a movie, and now I'm thinking of the show that's similar. God's for no, this is Picnic Park. It's a park you go for picnics, and the best part is, I guess if especially if you're the first people there, you get your choice of picnic places, and that's what I do when I show. I say, okay, like, uh, like maybe maybe we eliminate like like you you give us a list of your requests, and I say, okay, well we have four picnic areas to choose from that may fit fit your uh, desire already set up ready to go, and then I do that thing with my hands. Uh, seems like it wouldn't be. A, I mean, I'm just being honest. I say, well, this kind of feels a little classy because uh, it wouldn't be. I don't know if I could be a patron of this invention I just came up with. Uh, um, so maybe instead. Uh, here's something, well, probably not appropriate for all of us to do, except if you're meeting friends for a picnic. There you go. So let's put a positive spin on it that costs us nothing. Here's the thing. In this, uh, talk about a great second or third date, like, uh, not that I have a lot of, uh, but so you could do that. Uh, this is the exact example of what I was trying to explain in a concise way that I have unable, been able, unable to do. But okay, let's say you're either meeting a romantic partner, a third or fourth date, or a group of friends or family uh, for for a picnic in a park. Uh, now in your head you say, oh, we're going to Picnic Park. And you say, and then you could, if you get there first, you say, welcome to Picnic Park. I've scouted out a few locations for our picnic, and I'd like to present them to you. You're like, And you could present them, and, and you just do that with your hands. You say, this is a... Uh, what are those things called? The picnic table here. It's got this walnut tree. But this is option one. Walnut Grove, even though there's only one tree. And then you go over here. Well, this is pa- this I call patchy grass. Uh, it's a patchy area with some grass and some patches. And this is uh, over, you know, it's a, a distance away from that kid's playground, but it's uh, has an overlook of a, no- a noisy playground overlook, I call this area. But the key is each time you do that thing with your hands where you're presenting it in a non-threatening way, where you say, check it out and let me know. Oh, let's go to option four. I haven't thought, I never thought of any of them. Option four is uh super shady but i'm not 100 so tough to tell the temperature you know between the you know but you could we could easily scoot the shady or not shady grove uh it's uh this is our most flexible area because we can put it in the shade or we can move it also it's i'm told the sun moves during out throughout the day and so we'll have to be aware of that, uh, the sun moving, Shady Grove, uh, or not Shady Grove. Uh, you, choo- you choose your own choose your own adventure of Shady Groves. Uh, that's our fourth spot. Uh, what do you all think?
but you just do that thing with your hands every time. That's what I do with my safe place. After I smooth it, I pat it, I rub it down, I do that. Then I send it across the deep, dark night. I use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents just went on a few. That's where I get mixed up. I go off topic. I talk about something when I'm supposed to be talking about something else. And then I say, wait, what What was it? What was that? I can't remember. Oh, anyway, I thought of this. Uh, those are pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. And they're all here to keep you company while you fall asleep. That's a couple a couple things you need to know about this podcast, uh, uh, or more than a couple, because I guess a couple symbolizes two. A picnic, uh, a picnic worth of things you need to know about this podcast. One, this is a podcast that doesn't doesn't really put you asleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'm here to be your you know picnic ground presenter, your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar bud, your boar bestie, your boar burr. Uh, your friend in the deep, dark night, and to talk uh, while you optionally listen. That's the other thing. This is a podcast you don't need to listen to. There's no pressure to fall asleep and no pressure to listen or to pay attention. You could pay attention. I'll be here to the very end if you can't sleep or you need a break during the day. But if you don't feel like listening, you could turn me down or you could just uh, not really listen to me. You say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Though if you kind of barely listen, that's when it works best because— uh, you're just kind of picturing me walking around at picnic grounds. You say, okay, that's barely engaging. Uh, that's a barely engaging thought you're put, presenting to me. And I could po- kind of be barely engaged with it. And that's the idea. And then I keep you distracted and you drift off to sleep. I keep you company. It feels less alone in the deep, dark night. The reason I make the show is twofold. One, I think I said it earlier, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest. You deserve a bedtime you don't dread that you could look forward to or feel at least neutral about. And if I can provide that for you, that's important to me uh, because you deserve a good night's sleep and your life will be better if you start getting the sleep you need. Your life will be more manageable and the world you live in will be a better place. That makes our whole world a better place. That's a pretty nice thing. But I also make the show because I can relate uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, uh, still dealing with that trouble staying asleep. This week it's dream related and not always bad dreams. Last, like the, two nights ago, it was one of those dreams, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it starts with an N and ends with a, a, a name of a young horse. Uh no, sorry to confuse you. Mare was the, I don't know, maybe it's a female horse. I don't know anything about horse definitions. But last night it was more, it, it was weird. We, we were, it was like trying to find somebody in a New England uh, vacation area, but there was like four different nearly identical hotels and I didn't know, I, I I was under the impression, someone said, hey, can you drop these kids off at this room? And it was had a C at the end, so it was like 44C, like, but it had four numbers. And there was like bunk beds, and I didn't know who I was dropping these kids off to. They weren't babies. They were like, I don't know, a preteen and a t- like whatever, an elementary type age kid. And... The first place, and it, it was like, it was like, it wasn't early in the morning, but we woke some people up and I said, these are your kids. Hey, go ahead. Uh, and they said, the person was like, what, why are you waking us up? Uh, 
like you open the door and there's, so it wasn't a, it was a hotel, but it wasn't. And it was fancy, but there was bunk beds and that was the only thing in the rooms. Anyway, enough about me. Uh, but yeah, then I said, well, this is, isn't this room 4414C? And I said, yeah, and this, like, but this hotels were all interrelated, confusing stuff. Uh, but it, it was it wasn't one of those one of those dreams that resolved. As soon as I went back, like I woke up, I said, "Well, that's frustrating." And my brain, you know, my dream state said, "Well, I think you could go. We could go for a little more frustration once you fall back asleep." One of those repetitive cycling dreams, dr- dr- a dream come true. Uh, but whatever's whoa, because so I can relate to to not being able to sleep or not being able to fall asleep or not being able to stay asleep. Uh, and I know how it feels. Uh, so that's why I make the show. Now, a couple things to know uh, in addition to those two things. This podcast does not work for everybody, but it almost works for no one on the first try. I mean, I do hear from people it works for on the first try, and that's great. But I think the people that are the most dedicated, involved listeners in that, you know, do the most for the show, they they found the show hard to get into at first because it's so different. It took a few tries till they realized, oh, he's serious when he says just kind of barely listen, but he'll talk the whole time and he's barely trying to engage us. It's just not something that comes natural to anyone but me. And uh, so putting the car in neutral, but knowing it's going to go somewhere without you driving, that's tough to get used to. So it does take some a couple times. I'm also not everybody's cup of tea. So if you already loathe me, it's understandable. I mean, if you could give it a few tries, just give it a few tries because I'm not kidding when I say hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have said, I didn't like the show. And then, oh, I listened two more times or I came back after a year. They support the show. So give it a few tries and see how it goes for your benefit. But if you already beyond loathe me, um, you're probably already not listening. But just in case you are, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has other sleepy audio on there and sleep podcasts you could check out. Because you still deserve a good night's sleep, whether you like me or not. That's totally okay. I don't, you know, I'm not everybody's, you know, that's just, uh, not everybody is, uh, wants to barely listen to a man ramble about uh, imaginary, you know, picnic grounds, believe it or not. Super, the fans of the show are like, what? Really? There's people out there that don't want to listen to you imaginarily present uh, one idea, then try to remember another idea, then go to a new idea where you're walking around opening your hands and showing off picnic grounds that are real that you're making you're imagining that you're imagining making up uh, names for on imagine on, on those imaginary dates I go on that's not a, you believe it or not not everybody's into that and that's okay and most people at the first time say this is supposed to put me to sleep really it's a kind well this is a podcast that doesn't put you to sleep it keeps you company while you drift off I'm more here to be your friend like I said. So those are a few things. The other thing that really throws people off, understandably, but it's based around the goals around the show, is the structure of the podcast. Uh, it, the goal of the show is to, to help as many people as it can that it's going to work for and to be as flexible as it can be. And so the show starts off with a greeting. The purpose of that is so you feel seen and welcome. You say, oh, just like I said, well, I might check this out. 
like just like that picnic round. Uh, you say, oh, well, I can see that. Oh, I think I will check out this uh, patchy grass because uh, we got blankets. I'm feeling it. I'm, I mean, I'm feeling not feeling the patchy grass, but being in the patchy grass, but having, you know, something between my a double s and the ground and the patchy grass uh so yeah let's check it out so that's kind of this part i don't know what was it? oh so structure of the show so that's a greeting then there's support and that's because uh, the podcast comes out for free twice a week versus only being subscription only or whatever like the sponsors and the listeners who support us enable us to do that before for anybody that so paying for it's optional and that's really it gives us a great flexibility and that there can be tons of a variety of styles of episodes in our podcast feeds, wherever, whatever podcast app you're using. So as you become a regular listener, you say, well, I prefer the style episode or I prefer to set a sleep timer, whatever it is. Uh, so that's the su- sp- sponsor support and listener support. Then there's support for listeners uh, like you and, P- and for communities around the show. Then there's the intro. And for some people, for some reason, people that really loathe the podcast or the concept that it takes a lot of hard work to make this show uh, and that has, you know, in order for it to be free, that like stuff has to happen. They lump the support in with uh, with the intro, which goes from about, I don't know, minute six or minute eight to minute uh, 20. And it's where I try to introduce the podcast, but it takes me forever. I mean, you've been here the whole time, right? And a lot of people wonder, is that self-congratulatory or what? But it's really uh, meant to introduce a new person to the podcast, but also to give you some space to fall asleep in, to get, ease you into bedtime. Because that's what everything shows is like having a bedtime routine, having a wind down really does work. So for most listeners, they're either getting ready for bed or they're in bed getting comfortable or doing some other activity. And that's what the... um. I don't know. That's what the intro, the purpose intro serves. There's a small percentage of people that skip the intro. There's a percentage of people that fall asleep during the intro. There's people that listen to only intros and only stories on Patreon or via subscription. So just kind of see how it goes at first. But the intro is really kind of the twilight period. Uh, And you could fall asleep during it. But for most people, it's like a lowering of the volume of the day, some distance. Then there's more support for the show. So, again, it can be free. A couple hundred episodes uh, or more than a couple hundred episodes in the archives for free. And then there's our story. Tonight will be an episodically modular story, Nuns in Space. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. I'm really glad you're here. I work really hard. You're a nice driver. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody. It is time for our episodically modular series, Nuns in Space. It's a, a new series. Uh, it's not a new series. This is what my brain just said. I just didn't know what to say there. I, I apologize. Uh, my brain went blank on me. Uh, Nuns in Space is a episodically modular series with just a hint of seriality. It takes place in space. Uh, there's actually, the nuns are tertiary characters. No, not, not to, uh, they do, they do play a role or they are, they do exist in the series, but that's more of the title. 
And the main characters are Stan, a freestyle soda machine, and so much more. A being whose uh, physical form just happens to be a freestyle soda machine. And not from one of those uh, switcheroo movies like uh, Big or whatever, or Soda Machine. Oh, yeah, that one we've talked, we talked, I was a teenage soda machine. That was one of the spec scripts I never wrote, but I would if I lived in the 1950s. And they had free, if they had freestyle soda machines, uh, you see, you took a time machine and you went back to the 1950s and you set up a freestyle soda machine and it still didn't work out for you, huh? Like a, a therapist would probably say that because they say, yeah, it turns out so like a soda fountain, they, they you can't customize it as much. But people didn't even know what they said. I don't want to drink Powerade. That sounds like battery juice or something. And he said, but yeah, you can put cherry vanilla into blueberry Powerade. And they said, that doesn't make any sense. And then also I didn't have any of the, I didn't bring any extracts with me. And they said, why are you dressed like uh, someone? Uh, they still had, it turns out they said, well, you're dressed too casual to be in this soda shop. Uh, oh, I was trying to introduce the Sleep, sleep, uh, sleep With Me series here. So, oh, Freestyle Soda Machine, that's Stan. Stan's sidekick and best friend is Scooter. And the, the basic thing of the series is Stan, it takes place in outer space. Stan is, uh, at some point during the, 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 um, procedural will say Stan is, uh, Stan's mind or memory gets wiped every episode, but Stan wakens on a planet or comes to realization on a planet where there's something going on that Stan has to fix. That's a procedure. Uh, oh, I don't remember how'd I get here. Oh, there's something going on this planet. That's not right. Let me try to fix it. But Stan's used to having his sidekick Scooter with him, and Scooter's not there, so that kind of makes it harder. Even though a sidekick isn't a you know primary problem solver, a PP, primary problems, PPS, you know, as we say in the problem solving business that I'm not in. Uh, but uh, Problem Solvers United banned me from uh, using their name. Problem so- problem so- the Society of Problem Solvers. They said, uh, we've solved our problem. Of, we've uh, banned you from our meetings. I said, but they're imaginary, and they only take place in my ma- mind. Uh, and they said, no, they only take place in your imagination. And, yes, we've asked you not to come to our meetings. And then I said, wait a second. There's a society of problem solvers, problem solving in my mem- my, my, my imagination, and I'm not invited? I got to go now. And then they said, we've canceled all meetings and all problem solving. They said, we're in, we're, 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 they leaned into it. They said, by, we're solving things by helping you in your problem creation business. And I said, terrific. That's just what I need. Um, so, oh, so Stan could use Stan's sidekick, Scooter, to solve the problem. But Scooter's not there because Scooter's on the space, a spaceship with the nuns from his childhood. Those are the nuns in space. They're flying through space. They're in command of a spaceship on a mission. None of that we know where they're going or why. But Scooter's their only crew member, and he has to help the nuns, not because he wants to or feels obligated to or because he says, you know what, I'm here to to be a service. 
No, Scooter's memory has not been wiped. So Scooter knows that he has to do whatever the nuns say to help them in order to get to Stan to help Stan. And a lot of this is uh, beyond our, some of this, like Stan has powers uh, that uh, may be cosmic, maybe demigod-like, we don't know. And it doesn't really make sense why Scooter would solve one of the nun's problems and somehow portal and end up with Stan. But, you know, sensibility is not, you know, that's uh, for Jane Austen book, not for Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, you know, like uh, sensibility is not my specialty. In fact, the society sensibility also came, they said, let's just, uh, they, they gave up years ago. Before The problem solvers, they stuck around. Uh, they said, we thought we'd be able to solve some of your problems. Turns And I said, no, so the sense, society of sensibility? I think that that was like uh, like six months old. They said, oh, boy, we could see what's coming. So that's how I make a senseless show. They say, How's you, how do you get sleep with me so nonsensical? They say, there's not a, like, there's not a bone. Of, <laughs> there's not a bone in my body that has a touch of sensibility to it. And then the person said, actually, um, I'd just like you to know that bones don't actually have anything to do with sensibility. And I said, thanks. Uh, point of order brain i'm trying to introduce the sleep podcast also trying to buy time for our hollywood announcer who's here drives all the way from los angeles in in one trip because they say don't you know don't you know except for stopping for a restroom uh and doing whatever stuff you know so maybe not one trip but i like to say it that way mr antonio banderas uh, thank you. Uh, this is ladies, this is a gentleman, this is a boys, this is a girl, so friends beyond the binary. It's time to get spacey with nuns in space. Space whoosh. Uh, thank you. Today was one trip scooter, so I could be here in time to help put everyone to sleep. Thanks, Antonio. This Mr. This volunteer role that Antonio fills. And I don't want to speak for Antonio, except to say something similar. He said, he said, of all the people in Hollywood I've worked with over the years, uh, you offer the most challenges. Uh, and, uh, and then he laughed in that, you know, with his way of, of where his laugh makes you feel good. And he patted me on the back and he said, my problems, what do you say? My personal growth, personal growth opportunities uh, are in abundance here. And he hugged me like he was, that's what's so wild about him. He's, he was great. He's grateful. So a lot, cause I love to get a lot of emails. Like how can you put Antonio Banderas through this? Uh, you know, oh, this is a testament to, to Antonio's character, but it's also besmirching your own. And they say, oh no, 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 no. You have it all wrong. Uh, Antonio's uh, great, great, graciousness comes from my ability <laughs> to create situations where he has to be gracious. He stays, I keep him in practice. I mean, it's natural, it's unplanned, uh, but it all worked out, you know, cosmic. You, you talk about cosmic uh, things. Uh, like, it, I, I would, I mean, I expect letters from all of anyone that worked. They say, wow, I wondered why, uh, you know, it was a total accident when I spilled that coffee on his shoes. Uh it was cold coffee. It was cold brew. Don't worry. But, uh, and he just, it was like, uh, 
It was the greatest moment of my life. I never felt more seen, you know, just having an accident with Antonio Banderas. And uh, I wondered, you know, how he got that way. It was, was it it should be reassuring to all of us that that's possible, right? It's not just natural. I mean, I'm sure there's some naturalness to it, but really he was willing to grow. Uh, And one of the growth opportunities he has every single week is when he drives up here to help record the show. So I just want to point to Antonio Scooter. Thank you for uh, I'm grateful for our friendship and the challenges it brings me. Friendship. Yeah. Thanks. That's Antonio Banderas. This is Nuns in Space, everybody. Oh, hey, pen pal. It's me, Stan. And I'm here in darkness, uh, pen pal. But I've been in total darkness. uh, So that's why you didn't hear from me. It reminds me, Scooter used to say that he would, uh, he, when he stays at a hotel, now he said now that he doesn't uh, drink anymore, pen pal, it's, it's, it still happens, but not as often. But he used to t- tell me this. Uh, he would, when he stayed at a hotel, he, you know, he liked everything to be dark, uh, including the bathroom. And that he wouldn't turn on the bathroom light in the hotel, but sometimes he would be, he would close the door behind him. And then he would do his business. I'm, pro- I'm pen pal. I'm assuming you don't want to share. You wouldn't want to share your hotel room with him back then. But then he would forget. He he may have he made he would lose himself, and then he wouldn't know where he'd be in total darkness, in a bathroom, not knowing he was in a bathroom in total darkness. But like, uh, and then he wouldn't be able to find his way out. Always. Uh, and he says it still happens occasionally, but well, not anymore, Pen Pal, because he brings a, a motion-activated nightlight with him, so that he can doesn't have to turn on the bathroom light. But those some hotels have that figured out as as well, Pen Pal. So that's my situation was similar to that. So what happened, Pen Pal, is that I became aware that I was in total darkness. And also, I was like, how long have I been, like, just like Scooter, I said, how long have I been here in total darkness? Uh, was I was I resting? I don't remember how I got, where am I? I mean, I didn't even know I was in total darkness. I thought, you know, I had to do run some, like, uh, I'd run to make sure. So, okay, pen pal. So then I realized, oh, no, I'm in total darkness. Uh, and... At first, I said, where am I, right? And I tried to scan the area, and that took a while because I didn't know where where I I knew I was on a a planet with gravity because I was, you know, but it was, you know, not those details aren't important, pen pal. And eventually, I scanned this planet I was on, and pen pal, you won't believe this. I, I don't know if I've seen this in a movie before. But the planet is like, is it a horn of plenty or a cornucopia? Or you say, I don't know what those are. I say, well, it's a similar to a, an organic funnel uh, is this planet. And I was on the inside, the deep inside of the funnel. Uh, or a cone would be another example. A funnel's like a cone. But if you look at it from the outside, as eventually I did, it looks more like a... A horn of plenty. I don't know what those, I think those are called cornucopias, but just the wicker part. Uh, and 
Uh, the sun, so we were facing away from the sun that this planet uh, orbits. Uh, now, eventually, the planet, you see, again, a lot of people assume all planets are round. Incorrect. At least in this situation. And does this planet have an axis it rotates on? It does, uh, but it rotates, you know, but so eventually... The cornucopia, the, so I was on the inside of the cornucopia. I was one of the plenty, you know. I was in the horn of plenty. I'll tell you, there was only one thing, and there was plenty of it in here, pen pal, in the darkness was noise. There's so much noise. And eventually we turned towards the sun enough that uh, the day started. Now, I was deep down there, but it was still lit up a little bit. It was still dark, uh, but I eventually made my way you know, towards the outer edges of the planet. Uh, and you can think of it on a micro scale. Pen pal might be easier, even though it's a pretty big planet. If you just think of it as a small horn of plenty, you know, whatever, you know, and not to scale, it might be easier to see, you know, so I got there, saw the sun. And the good thing is it, rota- it rotates slower. So the days are uh, about to, because, you know, the opening's not the same as being on a, a spherical planet. So, but the other thing was, you know, it didn't change the noise. There was so much noise, just noises, 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 uh, and not just one noise. That's what I'm saying, noises, and not just like a space echo or some sort of wind. And, uh, uh, you know, so, oh, and there was, oh, sometimes Scooter asks me stuff that doesn't seem to relate to anything. There was bioluminescence, and that's actually uh, one of the things. uh, Luckily, I have some ability to be bioluminescent. And so, anyway, like I was able to get energy. I'm able to get energy, pen pal. I don't remember ever this happening, but in via bio, I can get energy from darkness. I don't know if that's what bioluminescence is. I should know the definition of that, but uh, okay. So, uh, planets really noisy. Then I realize uh, that uh, not only am I on a planet that's like a funnel. Or a horn, you know, one of those uh, a cone-shaped, uh, funnel-shaped, cone-shaped planet, though in an organic shape. Uh, so more like, I think, a horn in the traditional sense. Uh, but anyway, so then I realized I'm all inside the horn. We're in the horn, though you can go to the edge of the horn. Uh I have, I have gone to the edge of the horn. I've sent out, you know, drones. The outside of the horn is kind of barren, and it does get a lot of uh, uh, asteroid activity. Another source of noise, but not the only source. But inside, not only is this planet a cone or a funnel, there's ones everywhere on the, gr- on the ground. Uh, a very vo- volcanic-looking, most of the geography here. Okay, so there's a lot of noise, and uh, and then I said, oh, "Wait a second, uh, these noises—they're—it's they're, uh, because part of it is that they're trapped in the cone, maybe, uh, and that's why it's so noisy because there there is no hole at the other end. I went and looked, and it's not—it's uh, so it's not total, saying it's a funnel is actually inaccurate because it doesn't have a funnel hole." 
So it is more of a cone or a horn of plenty. I don't think those ones uh, necessarily always have a hole at the end, a cornucopia. So anyway, I said, okay. And then I realized eventually, I said, okay, well, what if I could get all the noises into these smaller cones, uh, start separating them? And I did that, and uh, but I don't know what to do, pen pal, because now the sounds I can still hear them. Like I got now that now it's like not only is there right now when I'm recording this, it's total darkness again, and it's silent uh, because all the noises. I mean, you can hear the noises kind of, uh, but it's not so noisy anymore because I got all the noises into these cones uh, across the planet. Those are also plugged, so the noises are just kind of in there. And if you go up to one, uh, now if you unplug it, the noise just uh, kind of comes out, right? But you could go to the larger hole and then kind of listen in, like listening to a shell. But if you open up the more tighter hole, then the sounds just spill out and they start running around the inside of the planet again. But I do have a plan now because the, 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 uh, when they get close to any of them, they seem to, uh, the noises don't like being stuck in the cones. Uh, but I said, okay, like I got to separate you. But I, the thing is, I'm lonely, pen pal. It's, as always, I don't know where my best friend and sidekick Scooter is. I'm stuck on a planet that now went from too loud to too now it's too quiet and also the like a like an underlying sense that the noises are unhappy with me and the planet does suck in new sounds all the time so then I have to gr- catch those noises uh uh which uh it uh, they passes sometime but then now there's darkness I just say okay Stan just wait till the next day starts uh and we'll rest. But I do have a plan. I just wanted to tell you my feelings, or if, in case Scooter's listening to this, that you come and hurry up, Scooter, and get over here would be nice uh, and, and offer some help, you know. But okay, so the noises are unpleasant or happy, but I figure, okay, they want to be sounds. They're just noises now. So my plan, and I kind of already started doing it, is because uh, pen pal, my, so I have my nanobots that I use for my arms and my legs, but I seem to have more resources like the bioluminescent power, and I can think of stuff, and then like uh, it starts to happen. So what I'm going to do is, or it's already in the process of happening, is going to each cone that contains its own sound noises. Oh, because what I did was, like, I would chase around a sound. Like, let's say there was a sound that sounded like a like a So then I would chase that sound till I caught it. Uh, but you already know, Pen Pal, because you're smart, uh, that there's some component. That's a noise, but there's component sounds. Uh, now, the other I learned this, even though Scooter's not here, I remember him telling me how much trouble he had with phonics. And I don't, like... Uh, like, I can only tell you what his experience was. He didn't, like, he's dyslexic, so he had trouble with phonics. Uh, and I guess that was, like, another chapter in his imaginary autobot, trou- the trouble with phonics. 
But phonics was break. I think it was either, I don't know if it was breaking words into their component sounds or taking the component sounds that make up words or component letters or whatever. But like, uh, ch, 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 change. I don't know. If I, that's what I like. That's the way I'm looking at it. I don't know if I'm, I don't think we're doing phonics because these aren't words. They're noises that we're making into sounds. But right now it's too quiet. Uh, it's too quiet, Scooter. So if you could get here, I could use some noise. Like, that's the thing. I could use some friendly noise, Scooter. Scooter. Hey, Scooter, I could use some. Okay, Stan. Friendly noise. I'm having a dream. Stan needs some friendly noise. Uh, Oh yeah, no, sorry, sisters. That that uh, I was sleeping. I'll be right up. Oh, hi, sisters. Okay. Yes, yeah, sorry, I was sleeping. But uh, thank you for waking me. And what? Can, okay, slow down, sisters. I'm I'm getting confused. You're saying about gold stars. Yeah, you seem very uh, intense about this gold star shortage. Okay, okay. So there's a gold star shortage. I've heard, like, I know from Superman, there's, like, red suns and yellow suns and maybe an orange sun, but uh, not sure which one would be a gold sun. Oh, no, gold stars. Right, but the sun is a star. No, no, gold stars on the ship. Okay, let's slow down. So can you give me, can you show me or tell me an example of, oh, okay. You're talking about the gold stars you used to grade papers. Uh, like in school, Sisters, did you see School of Rock, the movie or the musical? Uh, like summer, you're talking about summer's gold stars, because I don't have a lot of familiarity with gold stars, sister. I do remember getting a couple silver stars, which really feels like the most, unless you only give out silver stars, that's like kind of the most passive aggressive thing I've ever heard in my life. Other than those bronze stars I got. Yes, sister, you're right about that. Uh, you know, that, like, uh, like it, it'd be great if you just said the stars, oh, they do have meaning. Okay, to you, gold, the gold stars have meaning. Okay, I did get my hands on some gold stars once. Though I think I just made myself into a constellation. Maybe that's what I could be. Uh, I don't know, that's not a very witty costume, but... Uh, it's a, a crab. What if? What if? A, here's a. This is. This might actually work if you're. If you get a crab costume and cover it with gold stars, or stars, you could say you're a crab nebula. I just thought of that. Just, that might be one of my better ideas I've ever had in my entire life. Could I get a gold star? For, oh, but you're short of gold stars, and you don't have any others. You just, you're short of, okay, let focus on the problem. Your sisters are short on gold stars. Can I just ask, uh, since we're on a spaceship and not in a classroom, oh, for navigation and feedback, okay, that's all I need to know. You're right, sisters. All I need to know is you're short of gold stars. I just want to make sure it wasn't a hot, because that's the thing, sisters, like your hobbies, like you have that craft station, right? Okay, let's go over to the craft station and get some construction paper out. Uh, now, this is marigold. Would this be gold? Could you consider this gold uh, or this yellow? This is goldenrod, this construction paper. Or I could get some crayons and, and uh, 
It might work. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, let me just try to cut. How big a star is uh, this? That's way too big. Okay, so smaller. Oh, oh, that's how many how many points is in a normal gold? Because that again, how many points on the star? Okay, okay, okay. That's gonna be two. sisters. I know this is. Uh, I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask just because I know it's good for me. To, do you have any left-handed scissors? Okay, heard you gasp. That's that's the answer. I mean, it's just because I don't know if I can cut stars that small. Okay. What if, um, oh, wait a second. You do have some, oh, you have a star stamp right here, sister. So I'll start stamping out these stars and stamp, I'm stamping out stars. I'm stamping these stars right out of my hair. There are stars in my hair, sisters. Okay. Just focus on the stars. It's just hard for me, uh, to, to like, I'm sisters. I'm really, I'm really getting a lot of stars here. So I probably have a couple hundred already. And I can keep producing the. St- oh, okay. The stars don't stick. I, yes, I know that, sister. That's because they're on construction paper. Um. Oh, like, uh, like you couldn't you, you no, you need to stick them on things. Um, like, couldn't you use some glue or some tape? Like, here's the glue. And, uh, oh boy, you know, sisters, remember all the times I had with glue, you know, I used to like to have a couple sips of glue because it's, you know, a hundred percent good for you according to the label. No, it's not, I mean, it's not bad for you. So then I'd say I could drink this. Uh, the other thing I like to do sister was pretend I had extra layer of skin. I loved doing that. That was like one of the ways I would get through math uh, when you weren't looking, which was rare. Normally I'd get caught, but I would uh, spread a second layer of glue skin, and I called it my new skin. Then I, you know, then I could peel my skin off. Um, it was, but it wasn't real. But oh boy, sisters, I recommend you if you're stressed out. Uh, I would recommend doing it. You see if you could create a, a second palm. Especially when you get a nice coverage and you can peel like a good amount. Uh, there's something about peeling it right by your wrists. Uh, and then, but yeah, do that while I figure out uh, how I'm going to make a sticky gold stars. Okay, we have glue sticks here. Okay, but you're saying that glue stick, uh, that's too much glue. Oh, because you can't get glue on the chart uh, except where the star is going. Oh boy, does sisters? This feels like busy work. Do you do you like? Uh, okay, I, you're right. I'm not here to question. I'm only here to get st- okay. So glue stick. You know they didn't like. I didn't really have a lot of access to paste, but I see some paste here. Kind of a sisters. Did you ever think about this? That like a glue stick is just like a tube of paste. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So. What if I take, here's a great idea, sister. I think this will work. I'm going to take the paste. Uh, it, also, I never have had been able to play with paste. Uh, my whole life, uh, I dreamed of having a, unlimited access to paste just to do this. But now I'm actually doing it to help. Um, what if I take the paste and I roll it into tiny balls that are smaller than the star? And then we put it on the star, 
and then you push the star onto the the, the charts, uh, and I could put them in a, one of these baggies, maybe. Or uh, here's what I'll do: I can put it. I don't know if like they'll retain their shape. I could do them on demand, but for the time being, yeah. Well, okay, I'll do eighty of them. This is a very specific number, sister. So yeah, I'll get eighty of these stars ready. Oh, you're right. It's not going to keep. Okay, sister. Well, two two out of three were pleased. Uh, this will work for right now. Your immediate needs, but they won't store. Okay, so at least uh, we'll get through the next few moments together. Okay, sisters, you just exchanged a look. What was it? Uh, there are some gold stars from the 60s. Okay, I don't understand. In, sto- in, in storage somewhere, you have gold stars from the 60s uh, that you were handing out at Woodstock? Oh, no, that you confiscated. Someone else was handing them out at Woodstock, and you confiscated them. I'm not following you at Woodstock. Uh, why are you doing quotes? Like, are you saying figuratively at Woodstock, or you actually confiscated these gold stars at Woodstock? Okay. Oh, so, but they have, oh, okay, so I'm not, okay, sisters, you're, uh, so I'm not following you. You don't like the shape of the stars I cut anyway or that I stamped. Okay, so you want actual gold stars, but with my, like, my, so it's more my, okay, so you want me to go get those stars out of storage? And then put my paste balls on the back of them on demand. That I can do. That's what being a crew member is. I'll just go uh, find those gold stars. Uh, Let's see uh, if I could find them in the filing area. Confiscated at Woodstock. Oh, boy, there's a lot in here. Uh, Okay, a lot of clothing. Um, And there's gold stars. And, oh, they're they're in, like, plastic. Yeah. at Woodstock. Okay, now I get it. Uh, and they can't. So, um, if I take the back of these stars, I got to get to stand. That's the thing I was trying to figure out. I did try to sip some glue and eat paste, and none of that got me to stand. But I'm betting if I, like, uh, lick the back of these stars... Either I'll find myself with Stan or I'll be on some other legendary journey in my mind uh, to Stan. So, yeah, let me just, uh, whoa, boy. Wow, that's fast. I'm feeling uh, groovy as uh, no one, uh, Stan, man, there's like uh, spacey noises. Uh, Scooter, Scooter, uh, where have you been? Uh, I'm here, Stan, and, and I think I'm... Other than, like, I'm, I, this is what happens normally first for me anyway, is the auditory thing. Scooter, that's not your imagination. That's real. Yeah, there's, like, sounds and noises uh, everywhere. Like, it, we're in some sort of quadraphonic. Uh, Scooter, it's much more than quadraphonic. Where are we? Are we inside of a, a bugle? Scooter, not, what's, what do you mean? Like, uh, well, I can see that your uh, display, you got a, you're, you're monitoring the planet, right? Your scooter, yeah, that's the planet we're on, but it's more of a cornucopia. 
Well, it looks exact. It's a different color, but it looks exactly like a bugle. Scooter, a bugle's like a like a trumpet. No, 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 no. Like a corn bugle, a bugle that's a snack stand. Scooter, I'm not. From, I don't snack. I'm a, I'm a soda machine. Wow, another part of your development I've failed to provide for you. I'm sorry, Stan. Scooter, it's okay. Can you tell me what a bugle is, though? It's like a it's like a corn snack. It's a it's like a chip that's shaped in this shape. Uh, and you're correct. It's a chip uh, like thing that's shaped. It's like a I don't know. That's shaped like I just want to call it a bugle, but it's shaped like a cornucopia, an organic one, like this planet. And there seems to be kind of uh, bugles all over this planet, uh, and we're inside of the bugle, huh? Scooter, we are inside the bugle. Actually, that's an easy way to say it, Scooter. Yeah, it, it, uh, sorry I never gave you, and I haven't had bugles in a while. Um, but, uh, uh, the, the, I got bugles on my mind now. Anyway, Stan, sorry I'm late. Uh, well, Scooter, you're here now. I'm glad you're here. Okay, so you're on a strange planet, uh, uh, full of bugles uh, and noise, uh, scooter sounds actually. Uh, scooter very upset sounds. Uh, by the way, that's why like you're hearing them. They're uh, ed- the sounds are. Uh, I've, I've, I'm having some trouble, scooter. I need your help. Okay, I'm here to help, Stan. So walk me through things and tell. Okay, scooter, did you listen to my message? Oh, yeah, I did, or now it's popping in my brain like I just listened to it. So you were, oh, boy, that's a flashback to phonics. Uh, The only thing that gave me more was penmanship uh, and cleaning my desk. But, okay, so the last I heard was as your pen pal, you know, the last you told the pen pal was that you were breaking, you were taking noises and separating them into their component sounds. Yes, Scooter, we did that successfully, and th- there's so many of these uh, bugles on this planet uh, that I was able— Now, sounds keep coming in from outer space, Scooter, and uh, so I'm capturing all of them. Then I'm separating them into their component sounds and putting them into uh, their own individual bugles. And so—but none of the sounds liked that— uh, what 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 don't you think they liked, Scooter? I, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, the sounds want to be understood, so they went from a noise to a sound, and so what I haven't been able to do, which I was about to do, and now you're here. It's great timing because you can help. Is uh, as I bro- so some of the sounds are agitated, some of them are colliding with one another or trying to get out of their cones. Some are like uh, basically drifting into nothingness, Scooter. So that's why I wanted to act hastily. Uh, is uh, so so I'm creating a virtual world so that uh, then the sounds can be un- that that I can then understand the sounds whether they want to be noises or sounds. Uh, because it's just because there's no physical manifestation of them, but now that we've broken them into their component parts. Uh, the, the, and then they could, Scooter, like me, I want the sounds to have a chance to uh, have some self-actualization. 
Okay, Stan. So you've been uh, wrangling sounds, and now you're processing them in a virtual world inside of you or something. Scooter, yes, in a virtual world inside me that we're going to go into because I've been doing analysis. Uh, so actually, the thing is, Scooter, the sounds don't realize it. Uh, and, and, you know, I've been using a lot of processing. They're to- I've already understood all the sounds, Scooter. The virtual world... Okay, now I'm starting to pop. That'll just give them a chance to uh, understand themselves. And, and like, uh, they're already, Scooter, I already understand them because they're just sounds. They're just noises, sounds, component sounds. Okay, so you're taking analog sounds and digitizing them? Scooter, don't worry. There's This is lossless analysis. Okay. And... Uh, how are you finding the sounds are reacting to this? Scooter, the sounds, they still seem ornery. Okay, well, I don't want to go, I don't think I need to go into a virtual world of ornery sounds. Scooter, you're supposed to help me, though. Okay, Stan, let me think here. So, basically, you got to this planet, uh, and it was, you just heard a lot of noise. You didn't like the noise, uh, this planet seems to be the perfect shape to collect space noise. So it's collecting noise from outer space. And it also is like, it's like kind of being in an ear ear or something. So you were hearing all the noise. Also the, you didn't day and night. I liked your hotel analogy, Stan. Oh boy. It was, were those the days it still happens sometimes though. Yeah. Pitch dark in the bathroom. Don't do it. Uh, but so, because I would, I would, I would drift. I think I would fall asleep standing up or something, standing, and then I would wake up and I would have no idea. It was a, but so, okay, so it was noisy. Then you got caught all the sound, you collected the sounds, or gave them a place to live. I think that's how you pitched it. Uh, then you said, "Don't worry, I'm going to understand you." Then. You broke them into smaller pieces, like a lot of people do with goals. If your goal is to understand the sounds, break them into your component. Okay, that makes sense, too. Then you used some of your assets uh, to analyze the sounds so they would be understood, like on all of their attributes. Scooter, you're, uh, Scooter, I think, are you sure you're Scooter? You're really, you've been listening, yeah, I think you're you're rubbing off on me, Stan. And then, um, okay, but they shouldn't have complimented me because now I forgot everything we were talking about. Scooter, they're inside. All the sounds are inside me. Digital versions. I did not. Uh, they still exist in their cones. Okay, and the sounds are fully understood. And you're hoping by giving them access to you. Uh. Like then you they'll under like they'll self actualize and then they'll relax, but 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 uh, they haven't relaxed yet. Uh, they really don't like something about this. Scooter, correct, and I, I just don't understand that. Uh, say I'm trying to keep explaining it to them. We're just trying. I'm I'm tr- you're fully. I understand you 100. percent You know, Stan. This reminds me of the story I heard once. Uh, once upon a time, it was a, a story I heard about a herd. 
Scooter, is this one of those stories you make up on the spot and then try to figure out, like using to figure out the salute, like uh, because you're confused and buying time? So once upon a time, Stan, um, there was three shepherds, right? And they each had their own individual flock of sheep. Okay, Scooter. And they all uh, had their flocks in the same generalized area. And I don't understand flock behavior, Stan, and this story isn't about flock behavior, but just to make it efficient, their flocks, for the most part, stuck together. And that was not an issue at the time of the beginning of this story. They were all able to live in harmony, but, you know, kind of separate. I mean, they would have, you know, shepherd, you know, they'd meet up or something. But they each had their own flocks and there was enough grass for everybody. Okay, Scooter, is that, that's just the setup for the story. Correct. And now the important part of the story is, that, so there was one shepherd named Lonnie. Scooter, is the name important? No. Uh, Lonnie the shepherd. And Lonnie had a, 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 a very quiet flock of sheep, quietest, known as the quietest flock of sheep in the world. But that wasn't by accident. Lonnie had trained her flock uh, to be quiet and only make a lot of noise uh, when there was a reason to, like uh, if something, if there was a, like a reason that Lonnie needed to wake up uh, particularly and take care of stuff, uh, like something was, you know, the flock needed some attention. Okay, Scooter, and is there... No, so that's Lonnie's flock. Worked pretty good, uh, seems, seems like it. Lonnie would hear something, Lonnie would get up. Okay. Then there was another shepherd. Scooter, seems like you're making... Uh, there was another shepherd once upon a time named Franny. And again, just that Franny was the shepherd's name. And Franny's flock, uh, and, and this is, it makes the story easier, in contrast to Lonnie's flock, Flanny, Franny's flock, uh, Franny had kind of plussed what Lonnie had done in a different way and kind of taught uh, Franny's sheep to make certain sounds when they wanted certain things. Now, not a lot, uh, but if they were hungry, they would buy one way. If they were thirsty, they would buy another way. If one of them was tired, they would buy another way. And if one of them, like, stubbed their toe, they would buy or make another sound. So a basic way of communicating was, like, what Franny had. And then there was a third shepherd named Tony with an eye. Yeah, a shepherd named Tony with an eye. And Tony didn't seem to really care to train Tony's sheep uh, to make any sounds. Uh, Tony's sheep just made whatever sounds they wanted to make. And Tony kind of found it amusing uh, that the other shepherds worked so hard at it. Tony had other things Tony was working on. But the one thing was Tony actually liked the noises that, that the sheep made. Now, that's not to say that Lonnie and Franny disliked sheep noises. But Tony would lie there and listen to their sheep, not as a pastime, but I guess maybe as a pastime. And so Tony knew, wasn't really worried about what kind of the, the purpose of the sounds was, but could get a general sense, not just with the sounds, you know, body language and all that. But uh, 
Tony just really like listened to the sheep, but, but not listening for meaning, but just listening to the noise. So Tony's sheep were noisier, Scooter? No, I think if Tony, uh, no, Tony, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, in this, it's not a part, yes, uh, but that's, uh, yes, Tony's sheep were noisier, and Tony would listen to that noise. I don't know, how would Tony, that would be, okay, Stan, so... Then one day, a great storm. Scooter, sister, you're just coming up with this. So then one day, a great storm came. And actually, the only way they knew about it was because uh, Lonnie's sheep started making noise, even though the storm hadn't gotten there. And then Tony's sheep started making noise, like like come like like over, we're moving over this way. So Lonnie's sheep kind of gave an early warning. And then Tony's sheep kind of said, let's go this way. Now, they all work together. So they, the, the three shepherds and their flocks uh, said something's happening. I mean, they could tell, like, there was a slight change, but they didn't know, you know, this was before the storm had arrived. And eventually they all went to this really big cave, all, all three shepherds and all three of the flocks. And a really bad storm came, so it was really dark, and it was really stormy, but the cave was dry. And they were in the cave for a while. Uh, and eventually the time came um, for them to kind of head out, right? And it was still dark. The storm had died down, but it was night. But they had had enough, right? Because they, they, they weren't... Uh, in conflict, but they just said, okay, let's get our sheep out. They got to get fed. We're sick of this cave. Uh, but then they were in this cave with all of these sheep, right? And for Tony, it wasn't a problem. Tony said, this is, you know, Babs, this is Frenchie. Let's, let's go. Like, uh, but, but, uh, as much as you think shepherds would visually know their sheep, uh, when you're in a dark cave, it's hard. But for Tony, it wasn't because Tony knew all the sounds. Okay, Scooter, so that's moral. Okay, then Tony left. Uh, and then the other two, they couldn't tell the sheep apart. So at first there was like a little bit of a disagreement. Then they had a new idea of like, oh, let's just stay together. They actually said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing we'll, this would be a partnership. Uh, we'll have an even bigger flock. But they were never able to tell their thing, their sheep apart, and they went out uh, and... Uh, and then uh, th they did say to each other, like, wait, wait, we can ask next time we're hanging out, Tony, like, be like, uh, and they did. And Tony said, I don't know, just sheep. Uh, like, this, like, that's Tony's answer for a lot of this stuff. Why don't you, because they're, just, they're just sheep. And they said, you mean like they follow? And they said, no, no, they're just sheep. Uh, it's not a metaphor. It's just a fact. Scooter, I don't understand at all. You're saying these are just no noises and just forget the whole thing? No, Stan, I'm saying... Oh, Scooter, I think I figured it out. Okay, Stan, why don't you tell me? I mean, I'm, your your story didn't help. I mean, your story kind of helped me. No offense. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. If I got help to get you... Look, Scooter, I think what you're saying, or maybe you're not saying it, but I just realized I'm trying to understand the sounds... But the sounds don't feel understood. 
and they don't care if I understand them. They just want to be, they just want to be understood. Like they only, they don't exist for me to tell them I understand them. It's not their job for me to understand them. It's their job to feel understood, which sounds like the same thing, but it's Scooter. It's something totally different. Okay. So I just have to, uh, oh, Scooter. Okay, Stan, wow, something happened even more than I, uh, Scooter, by giving up on understanding them and making them feel understood, and and I was kind of petting them. Like, uh, the cheap thing actually helped because I said, oh, okay, like like, like they were animals. I mean, you know, not actually, Scooter. Uh, I actually understand them now. Okay, so... They feel understood, but not because you understand them, but also you understand them, which is independent from them feeling understood. But most importantly, they feel understood, but also you understand them. Right, Scooter. Those are two things that are independent, not important. Well, actually, Scooter, the the irony is they didn't realize it, but it was important for me to understand them, not for them to feel understood, but to help them. Okay, that's even, that's some, so, okay, Stan. So they feel understood, Scooter, and I understand. Okay, so, Scooter, we're, we're, uh, we got a bit of a problem, though. Okay, Stan, tell me more. Scooter, the, uh, all the sounds are trapped here. They're, they're, they, they're stuck, uh, and, and then I stuck them in a smaller thing, but they were already feeling... And they wanted to be understood that they were frustrated that they were stuck, but they didn't care about me understanding they were stuck. They just wanted to be understood that they were stuck. Okay, let's let's pass over the understanding stuff because I understand. I, uh, oh, Scooter, I feel under, okay. Uh, yeah, let's process because I want to solve the problem. Yeah, that was an accident, Stan. I'll be honest, but yeah, let's solve the problem. Oh yeah, I feel that's what, how I feel. I want to solve the problem. I understand, but you, Scooter, you do, oh, Scooter, you're, you, Scooter, you're really growing up too. Okay, so, anyway, oh, Scooter, that didn't make me feel understood. I understand you want to bask in the glory of our, our shared moment there, but we probably, let's probably solve this, uh, okay, Scooter, yeah, you're right, uh, thanks, Stan, I see what you did there, Scooter, you, I, I, thanks for teaching me. By mistakes. Okay, so uh, all, so all the sounds are stuck on this planet. Uh, now, okay, Stan, can you analyze the makeup of the planet? Uh, I know you are maybe you already did some of that, but uh, is there any part of the planet, Scooter? You're right. Uh, this planet is supposed to be a funnel. Okay, I didn't mean to do that, but. Uh, I was just buying time. Oh, Scooter, so that's it. Uh, there's a giant chunk uh, at the, the, the an asteroid. It's made up of some strange particles uh, that's stuck in, in that jammed. The bu- Scooter, are bugles closed? Scooter, uh, Stan, sorry, sorry, Stan. Yeah, they are closed, but that's usually one of the things you do, especially with your first bugle. And Stan, if you could imagine what a bugle is, maybe you could virtually have one. You bite it off, uh, and then you make a bugling sound, and then you eat the bugle. 
but usually make the bugle into a cone, an open-ended cone or a funnel. Uh, but it is closed at first, and you could eat it whether it's open or closed. The other thing, Stan, not to totally go take us off topic, that you might want to do is you take each bugle, you take your fingers and you put a bugle on each of your fingers, and then you pretend you're some sort of character with bugle fingers or, you know, cone, you know, cone fingers or, uh, you know, you could pretend you're, you're, uh, someone that travels on a broom with cats with a cauldron. Oh, scooter. Uh, I didn't realize. Okay. That's fun. Okay. So we just have to unclog the, the funnel. And then the, this, this, these sounds are supposed to be traveling through space scooter. They're not supposed to be stuck here. Great, Stan. So what if you push out that clog and push it into the sun, though? Because I know we've got to get rid of this, uh, like, like this, too much of a, like, I just have a sense we have to get rid of it. Uh, uh, Scooter, won't I, technically, Scooter, I don't think you realize, like, if we push it in the sun, it'll just be converted into smaller pieces. And then, you know, matter can never be uh, done or undone. It can only change. I stand, I kind of understand you, but like for the time being, I think that's the best because we, we don't want to um, unclog because the, the clog could come back. Okay, Scooter, that, okay. Okay, Scooter, I, I've done it and I'm saying goodbye to the sounds uh, and they're kind of leaving at their own pace. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, wow, this is, uh, it's nice too, the breeze coming through now. Nothing like a space breeze, Stan. Kind of makes me tired. It makes me want to rest with you, my friend. And I'll see you again soon, huh? I don't know, Scooter. Well, what, what, I mean, what do you mean? Let's just rest here together, Stan, and get some sleep as these sounds uh, travel across the galaxy once again. <laughs>